Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and no YouTube tonight, only on twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. Yeah, twitch.tv slash up next podcast. Every Wednesday, we go live after NXT because we are your NXT friends. Friends! But tonight, we are your... Lucha friends. Lucha friends. Lucha men. Yeah, Lucha family, Lucha, whatever it is. Yes, if you're listening to this, don't adjust your sets. Uh, we are doing a little free show. We are, yes. Um, it's Triple Mania was on tonight wow. and for free. For free. It was a little gift. It was meant to be in August. They were a bit late with delivery. So <sighs> like Amazon did with my dumbbells, they were like, you know, just have them. Um, so you got it for free. So we got it for free tonight yeah. on YouTube and Facebook. And, uh, yeah, we, Braden said, hey, how about we, we do a show for, uh, for, what was it called? Triple Mania 28. The biggest pay-per-view of the year. Well, I guess not pay-per-view, but biggest show of the year. Biggest show of the year. Look, you got WWE. They got WrestleMania. You got Wrestle Kingdom for New Japan. We got Triple Mania over down in Mexico. Well, we decided to do a watch along, twitch.tv slash up next podcast. Again, every Wednesday we go live with our post shows, but we decided to do a watch along for that, which we do for the WWE shows, which we do like TLC and all the other stuff like coming up next week. TLC will be doing TLC one next week. Twitch.tv slash up next podcast. But we, we do cover NXT. We cover AEW on our Patreon. We cover all sorts of stuff. Patreon.com slash up next. We do so many shows of wrestling, but we have not really done some lucha 
Some Lucha Libre. No, not at all. And uh, I think we'll preface this review by saying um, we really don't know what we're talking about, to be honest. (laughs) Um, So if you're looking for a really in-depth review of two people super knowledgeable about Lucha Libre and AAA, uh, this isn't the one for you. Um, Sometimes we might not even know the name of the person in the ring. Well, that's, uh, that's fair because there's a lot of matches with a lot of people. There's a lot of matches, a lot of people, uh, not much English commentary, not much sense from what we could make of stuff going on. Um, so if we don't know the name of someone and just call them Authors of Pain... The Clown Guy. Forgive us. Too. Forgive us. Yeah. This is a bonus show, so we... Yeah. We do it how we want to do it. Yeah, we're doing it. And how we mean we want. no disrespect whatsoever. Uh yeah, look, we decided that hey, this show is being broadcasted for free on their YouTube and Facebook, Triple Triple A, and they said, Hey, this is a free show. This is Triple Mania. Uh and I've dabbled in the world of some lucha libre. Think about all the wrestling that you watch. There's a heavy influence in everything that we do. For but sure, yeah. I thought it would be definitely an interesting take on something that we have totally not covered ever and it's a show here tonight obviously right out the gate is the the whole story and clearly the big draw of the night kenny omega the collector the the talk of the town as it were at the moment um yeah making his third different promotion within the space of third five days crazy um which is nuts and also what nashville jacksonville mexico I can't even get out of the province, let alone cross borders and states well, and stuff. you forgot North Carolina. And over North Carolina. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kenny Omega, quite the chat at the moment. Um, obviously defending his AAA Mega Championship against Laredo Kid tonight. And this is the start of his whole collector gimmick. And people were going, well, are we... I think before he won the AEW championship, I think a lot of people kind of assumed this is where you'll take the title off of him. But with this whole new gimmick, I think people thought a lot differently and definitely makes you think wherever Kenny's going to go, I think he's going to pick up a title. And he's shown face on Impact Wrestling. They had that small thing where Rich Swan uh, also tonight, Rich Swan defended his title against... Uh, was it Trey? Who? Chris Bay. Chris Bay. Sorry, Trey is... Trey's gone. Trey's gone from yep. Impact. Yeah, we'll be talking about him shortly on Wednesday nights. Uh, so Kenny is kind of the bone collector, belt collector, if you will. And yeah, we watched him on his Impact show. We talked a bit about that. And it's interesting because I would never tune into Impact Wrestling. But I, I did. I did. And it worked. And it seems like people tuned in tonight to watch him as well. Uh, yeah. Not just for him. but No, not just for yeah. him. But I, I think the idea is if you can draw eyes. I kind of... Uh, I do do the reports for... Um, Do-do. I do do the reports for Impact Wrestling um, on Tuesdays. And just like last week, I'll be joined by Andrew Thompson again on this feed uh, to talk about next week's Impact. I kind of feel a bit bad for Impact that they kind of had all these shows in the can before this happened because i feel had they have known they're going to have all these eyes not that it was a bad show this week but i think you'd you'd raise the stakes a bit put on maybe a bit of higher quality match like title matches or something like that because the idea is you want to tune into um to impact wrestling for kenny omega yeah and then stick around for a chris bay or a rich swan or that kind of thing and i feel the same tonight like People may have been tuning in for Kenny Omega, 
but afterwards might be going, oh, that Laredo kid, that... Uh, Pagano. Pagano. <laughs> uh, what's it? Uh, Vikingo? Vikingo, uh, yeah. Turtleneck Man. Um, yeah. yeah, like, you definitely want to come out of the show talking about other things, not just Kenny Omega. And, well, we'll get into the show and decide whether or not we feel... Uh, Triple A succeeded tonight. Yeah, I mean, look, Triple A, Triple Mania has been a thing. What we had, Kane Velasquez, was it last year, the year before? It so. seems very recent. It already. seems a different whole world. Ago. The whole world before COVID yeah. sounds different. And yeah, there's the whole COVID thing in wrestling. Will people be able to wrestle on certain shows and stuff? And yeah, we do talk about NXT every week. Again, NXT podcast, cool, but we do talk about AEW every week on Up Nextra, soon to be BD Elite. Yes. Definitely a name in progress there. Um, and we do all sorts of other stuff. We do love talking about wrestling. So we thought this would be a really fun show to kind of cover. We did a watch along. Shout out Hogan Bay and shout out Jordan Goodman, uh, who joined us for this watch along. And it was one of the best watch alongs we had. We it, knew, we're good at booking here. It was wild. It was, it got fucking fire. Yes. It did. There was people in the chat going off on one. There was Jordan with his drum. There was, Hogan with his... Uh, COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. He also had old fashions. So he had old yeah, fashions, yeah. I don't know if, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a cure Probably for not. COVID, yeah. but I guess he can't get that Pfizer All yet. via Zoom, if you're yes. wondering about why. Yeah, we're safe. Works. We're good, yeah, guys. Yeah, we're we good. live together in Toronto here while we chatted with other people. But uh, at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, for all the info on that. I'm wondering if the video will be up on Twitch and such, but... Uh, we did a watch along, which was super fun to do because this is a show where not a lot of wrestling fans kind of knew this was happening until we started mentioning that we were going to cover it. And people were like, oh, yep. it's a free show. You're, you're right, Braden. The, the YouTube room for Triple Mania had <laughs> 60,000 people because of <laughs> Us. our promotion. Us. I think so. I think uh, you're right. Shout out to their YouTube room that didn't really work right away. Uh, they promoted it live on YouTube and Facebook. Thank goodness I have not deleted my Facebook because that's how we watched it tonight. Yeah. YouTube was still working later YouTube on. YouTube was in and out. Both both were a bit in and out for us. Yeah. But, um, we've also got a lot of stuff going on here in the BDA. Of course, yeah. We Well, we always do. Uh, so we're talking about AAA. Now, look, I'm not really good at Roman numerals. So this is a real fun game called Is This Triple Mania 28? I don't, you said 35 earlier and I don't know where you got that from. I'm not good yes. at it. You could, you could point X, all these. XVIII28. <laughs> okay. So it's Triple Mania 28 is what we're going with here tonight from Mexico City, Mexico. Now, of course, it's the pandemic era. There's no crowd. So everyone was wondering, how is this going to work? The six sided ring, of course, but no crowd. So it is interesting. I, maybe because, uh, I had, Hogan and Jordan in my ears and you yelling at me next to me yeah. but and I didn't notice no crowd particularly okay, tonight okay. Um, I think maybe watching on my own I might notice it yeah but I've also found I found this with the um, like New Japan as well it's more obvious that there's no crowd when I'm listening to English commentary when I'm listening to foreign commentary where I don't understand what they're saying it becomes more just background noise and in a way gives it still that ambiance i much preferred watching the new japan cup with japanese commentary than i did when kevin kelly was doing his dubbing and i like kevin kelly but right, because yeah. you don't have that noise of the crowd just hearing people in a foreign language screaming kind of helps it a bit more and i found that with 
uh, Hugo Savinovich and his mate tonight. Shout out Hugo right away. Uh, did you we'll watch? Get to you. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to talk about is Hugo. Did you watch any of the New Japan Best of Super Juniors or the Super J Cup or anything? I've not. I've got tomorrow off, so I plan on kind of. <laughs> I say I've got tomorrow off. <laughs> I don't have a job, guys. Yeah, uh, but I'm not recording anything tomorrow, so uh, I'm planning on. I, I know. I know the result of um, the Super. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, the best Super Juniors. Plan on watching Hiromu versus El Desperado. I've heard very good things. Uh, WH broke out of five. Five stars Ooh. for it. Um, I do want to watch the Super J Cup. I'm interested. I don't actually know who's won that yet. Yeah, as so. we're recording, that's kind of going on right now. Mm. So uh, as we're recording the Super J Cup, and I know there's been some tension between uh, Hiromu, Takahashi, and the whole... Jacob and the Wrestle Kingdom, how there's two nights, and mm. there's someone's got to fight Ishimori. So there's a whole kind of built-in angle for the two nights that's pretty interesting there. That I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of really digging actually. So I think that's pretty. It's the great. way you have to do it with with being two nights is how are you going to have that interest across the two? Um, and I think I feel since Osprey and Takagi have moved up, the Junior's division definitely feels depleted yeah. for me. And kind of one of the reasons I wasn't too interested. I've not watched any of it this yeah. year. I wasn't too um, hyped for And this I, year. I'll go back and, and watch a few if people tell me to. But I also feel Hiromu, you, you're looking at him and going, you should just be a heavyweight now. Look at you. You're a star. Why, why are you still in that division? But it's kind of like when you see people stay in NXT, it's like, well, you kind of need that star power in that division as well. So yeah. I get it. Um, by the sounds of it, uh, El Desperado's kind of made himself from this tournament, which is awesome. Because I thought he did last year. I I liked him. Uh, I liked him in the Super. Sorry, what was it? His match against Ishii earlier in the year in the New Japan Cup was actually a match I really enjoyed, and I didn't think too much of that tournament. But he was someone that stood out. Yes. So I think this is good. You're, you're now replenishing that division a bit. And if you make someone out of it, that's that's a good thing. Sorry, you said El Desperado. For some reason, I was thinking El, El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo. There's a lot of L's. There's a lot Japan. of L's. Especially because we're going to be talking about some Mexican wrestling today. There's yeah. definitely a lot of L there. But yeah, uh, the Super Cups and all that stuff leading into t- Tokyo Dome, I feel like as a wrestling fan, I've kind of toned down on my watching. Look, we all got things going on. There's a fucking pandemic still going on. And of course, we're stuck at home and we can watch things like Triple Mania, but to to be able to kind of backtrack and watch a whole tournament, kind of like you said, uh, we've talked about on shows where it's like, hey, Mandalorian doesn't just drop every episode, whereas now you can just, sure, you might know some results, but you can kind of go back and cherry pick and watch what matches kind of stick out, whether it be the Super J Cup or, or whatever. But I know tonight with Triple Mania, we were going up against triple, sorry, triple, quadruple things of, of happening because we had not only had the Super J Cup, we had the Impact Re- Final Resolution show. Yeah. We had, did I already say UFC? Because we had that. That was UFC. Uh, we also had Bruce Springsteen on SNL, which apparently <laughs> we lost a lot of Twitch people to that. Maybe just MJ from NJ. But yeah, uh, so there was a lot of, of, of stuff going on uh, in wrestling, at least in this world. But I feel like still in the pandemic era, it's weird watching wrestling without crowds to me. Watching the 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 finals of the super juniors i was like ah but it's, it's how i felt during the g1 it's like yeah the matches are still great but there's definitely the crowd definitely brings something to watching wrestling as we we kind of learned from from well like we said we we had a watch along for triple a but 
even WWE or AEW Weekly have like the piped in. They've got noise. some noise, yeah. And it's like you can either hate it or love it, but it definitely adds something. I don't know how they do. I it, think it helps. I think you compare it to to a level to some of those like WrestleMania, for instance. It's so jarring watching some of those matches back. Um, but I kind of feel they did the right thing in gradually putting it in. Like, gradually having people in the audience, gradually piping in crowd. I think if you went from being used to your full basketball hockey arenas full of live fans, and then you went to no fans with piped-in noise, it would be a bit too jarring. So I think gradually building it up, it's it's made me, anyway, kind of accept it as it comes along. And go, oh no, no crowd sucks, I'd rather fake noise. Whereas, if you go fake noise right away, you might go, oh, well this sounds shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, all I know is we're recording this live with a Twitch chat and apparently someone said, it, no, it's Triple Mania 18, but we I'm, didn't put I'm an X. it now. <laughs> the there Roman numerals, again, I can't read. It's aged a decade in just Same a with, second. Same like Star Wars. People use like Roman numerals for that. And I'm like, I just know them as the one pre, the prequel trilogy, the main trilogy, and then the new one. That's how I... And also, uh, Anakin, uh, that news is, is coming out, which is crazy. Uh, so let's talk about some AAA wrestling, wrestling worldwide, in fact, because we start off our AAA show, Triple Mania 28 is the right name. And we kind of started a little late because, like we said, we went live on Twitch and then we were live before the show started. So we were just confused. Like, is this show not happening? Is it starting at nine? What's going on? And then a few minutes later, we started with some sort of, I'm going to call it a dark match, but it wasn't because they broadcasted it live. And it was a, a trios match. Uh, Poder del Norte against Justinia Maximo and Mr. Iguana. And I will say Mr. Iguana is a shout out of the whole show here is a standout, I should say, because who knew we'd be watching a guy dressed as an iguana who comes out with an iguana stuffed animal and uses it as a weapon, keeps it in his mouth half the time. Had it in his mouth the whole match. He, he wrestled pretty much the whole match with the iguana stuffed animal in his mouth. So this guy's got green face paint. This was all crazy. Uh, like we said, this is going to be more of a fast review where there was a lot of flips in this match. And obviously, Lucha Libre with the head scissors and the hurricanranas and the topes and all sorts. But it was this guy who stood out, uh, Dynastia, who I kept saying Dynasty because he is super nasty. He came out with his Ultimo Dragon Power Rangers outfit on, but he looked fucking crazy with some of these moves in this match. Uh, Iguana finally hits an Iguana headbutt, and I know our Twitch live stream went wild because my call was the Iguana just hit a headbutt, and you don't usually hear that in <laughs> in sports. Uh, Iguana then puts the Iguana in his mouth and does like a 360 dive. There's all sorts of pinning attempts. There's a table spot here at one point. Uh, and then we started to realize that essentially these guys were, one of the teams here was just the shield because they start to hit like the shield, like power bomb and all sorts of different moves. But, uh, they hit the shield power bomb and I think they hit it a second time to kind of finally pick up the win. So Poder del Norte, Tito, I have Tito Santana here, but I'm pretty sure it's a different Tito Santana. <laughs> Carta Bravo Jr., Brava Jr. and Moco Cota Jr. 
defeat Dynastia Maximo and Mr. Iguana. My Iguana lost. I thought this was a really fun opening match uh, with some absolutely crazy spots. The highlight of the match was for me was the... <laughs> Say Mr. Iguana. Uh, it was it, the highlight. <laughs> it was the uh, suicide dive doomsday device through the table on the outside. Crazy. It was absolutely nuts. Uh, you're starting off the show with that. I thought it kicked off the show in a such a great way, just a a hot six-man tag with some really entertaining spots. Um, I thought the show started off really well with this. Yeah, this wasn't even a match that was advertised on this show. I, I know there were some changes due to uh, COVID yes, exposures. So um, this might have been a couple of the other matches sort of mixed around. I'm not entirely sure. I don't follow the TV product, so <laughs> I don't really know any of the stories going into this. Um, but I thought they killed it on the opening match here. Yeah, I, I have to say, my obviously the guy dresses in iguana with the, the stuffed iguana was my highlight, but the Dynastia guy definitely was doing some crazy stuff in this match that I had to, to note because it was insane. Uh, we go to a Day of the Dead dance number. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. Me, reminded me of Coco here with uh, Shout Out Pixar movies because there was like the thriller stuff and it's uh, L.A. Parka or La Parka. There's a lot of La Parkas. There's a lot of juniors and seniors, but they're doing a tribute of the, the man that had passed away this, this past year. So a yeah, little tribute. Yeah, posthumously uh, inducting him into their Hall of Fame. Um, really cool dance number. Um, yeah, I thought it it was a great way to go on from that first match having a bit of a musical number honoring um kind of a legend in mexico as well um this was cool yeah i i really like the fact that it started with well obviously like the the people in the ring kind of giving the speeches here mm. uh were speaking in spanish and we couldn't understand but we what we could understand was that it was a tribute to him and the intro with the the day of the dead muertes stuff going on here was fantastic uh just just looked really cool but uh yeah r.i.p uh, we go to the, the match that we kind of, a lot of people were hyped up for tonight, which was for the AAA World Tag Team Championships, a three-way tag team match. Los Lucha Bros, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. against, well, uh, Jeanette Del Air, which is Miss Tezez, I'm gonna mess his name up all the time. Versus and Octagon Junior against Los Mercenarios, which is Texacon Junior and Tejano. Rey, Tejano Junior and Ray. Uh, it's something Scorpion. It's Scorpion. Yeah, pretty much. My Spanish. I'm sorry. Um, Forgive me. Yeah, I'm familiar with most of these guys. Um, right at the beginning of the kind of initial quarantine in March. There was a bunch of uh, MLW shows that were in the can, which was a uh, crossover with AAA. So um, I know I saw, again, apologies for pronunciation, Yenetes Del Air. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw them against um, like Myron Reed's faction in a tag. I, I'm blanking on their name, um, but that was pretty cool. Uh, Tejano Jr., I know from Lucha Underground, also had some matches with that uh with Rhea Scorpion in that MLW crossover. And obviously, we all know the Lucha Bros. Yeah. Uh, AEW, Lucha Underground, like, every WrestleMania weekend on pretty much every single show. Um, yeah, so I think this, definitely your people kind of unfamiliar with AAA, this is a match you'd be hyped for. This was the match you told your friends, who's on the card? Oh, uh, Kenny and uh, the Lucha Bros. Oh, okay, that's 
pretty cool. Well, the Lucha Bros are in this match. I, I know on Up Nextra that I just gush over Pentagon Jr., a.k.a. Penta, Zero, um, all the names he goes by. Mm. I think he's fantastic. I think Ray Phoenix is fantastic. All these guys in this match are crazy. There's doing crazy dives right off the front. Of course, it's a Lucha. This is what I think of Lucha Libre wrestling and, and, oh, yeah. and stuff. All these guys are just doing crazy dives. There's 450 splashes. There's a rub, double rope jump from Ray Phoenix. Uh, this, sorry, Mistas, Mysticas, Mysticas, Myst, his name is really hard Mistazes? to Yeah, he does this like shooting star press to the outside. Reminds me of Billy Kidman in that triple threat oh, Starcade yeah. match or AJ Styles in that triple threat, uh, TNA match. Uh, Octagon hits this like double rope jump flying cutter. There's flying 360 splashes and pescados and crossbodies and, uh, Tejano Jr.'s in. He's hitting some power moves. Uh, at one point, now I know we talked about this on Up Next, we're talking about AEW. Pentagon was removed from his match during Dynamite last week. And here we have Pentagon being removed from this match. Mm. So the story is like he's injured and he's taken out. He injured out. his leg in this one. So, I mean, I'm assuming there's there's some truth to the story because two shows in a row he's being taken out. Or is this just a a play on the fact that he's eventually going to turn on his brother, Ray, down the line? I don't know. I, I kind of didn't understand. Again, I don't watch. There hasn't mm. been much AAA because of like the whole pandemic and stuff. But are they trying to go with that that avenue where he's still be taken out of the match because he does come back later on. So I'm like, I'm a little, I'm a little confused. Finish the match. Yeah. I'll get into it after. For sure. Well, Pentagon uh, leaves because there's a barbed wire bat that gets brought into this ring. Uh, there's a spot where these baddies tie up Octagon's mask, Octagon Jr.'s mask. He's got like one of these like headbands attached to his mask. They tie it to the ring rope so that he's stuck there and he's like trying to untangle himself uh there's a spot with like the bastard driver the dude buster ray phoenix is in he's hitting a f- just a fury of all these crazy moves uh it ends with pentagon coming back into the match to hit the lucha driver the double stomp package pile driver combo and i i don't want to say shocking but the aew guys retain their triple a tag titles here at triple mania yeah uh once again another crazy match um just great lucha things in this if you if you like your ray phoenix um i think a lot of the other guys in this match kind of uh lived up to him as well uh i i really enjoyed this i also found it interesting that they did the same spot from dynamite with penta being taken out of the match um now it's hard when it's different promotions to know how much is going to cross over uh, Tony Khan seems like someone who's willing to kind of let stories spread. Um, we like I'm kind of waiting for the split to happen on Dynamite because um, Pentagon looks cool, but he has no character there. You you watch him in Lucha Underground. This guy is such a fantastic heel, and I kind of feel the Lucha Brothers are just on Dynamite. They do cool moves and they look cool, but we don't know anything about them. They're the Lucha Bros. They're the Lucha Bros, and they've been there since the, like, pre-Dynamite, those shows, and I still don't really know anything about them, so I kind of do want to see that split happen. And from watching Dynamite, when you see the attacks happen and Penta and uh, Eddie Kingston have never actually touched yet, where you feel a split is happening, I would have thought 
this would be a good opportunity to get the titles off them. And you can also play into it with the story of Penta's leg being injured. But maybe I'm just reading into it all far too much because this is a completely separate promotion in a completely separate country. And maybe there is no connection at all. Um, and also, look, you look at the people on the card, the draws are Kenny and the Bucks. Uh, I'm sure in, in Mexico... the Bucks. Sorry, yeah. yeah, Kenny and the Bucks. <laughs> I'm sure in Mexico there's other guys that are draws, but to the rest of like North America and the, ro- and the world, these guys are your draws. So maybe try and lock them in by having them keep the titles. Sure. So we'll have to get you back for another match. But all of that like fantasy booking and stuff aside, I, I thought this was a really enjoyable match and two for two so far on the show. Yeah, like the, we knew going in, like it's all these Lucha Libre guys, especially like literally their name are the Lucha Bros. We've seen what they can do with the Young Bucks on AEW and all sorts of stuff. And it's just crazy. If you've, if you've watched any of their stuff before coming to AEW, then you know what they're capable of. But I, I kind of agree. I, I am someone that we went to all in years, a few years ago and I knew Kenny versus Penta was something like super special because I was super like new to the character and years removed. I still just know Penta as the guy who looks really cool and I just fucking yeah. think he's, he's badass. I just, mind you, I still think he's fucking badass. He's one of the best. Him and Ray Phoenix had that like masking ripping contest a few weeks ago on AEW where he was fucking him up. I thought that was fantastic. So. So the fact that they didn't lose tonight is like, yeah, maybe we're reading into things too much, but maybe it's the fact that they won't break up. Yeah, which is, a, I prefer them as singles guys. I think Ray is just such a natural uh, sure. baby face and Penta's such a natural heel. Uh, Zoro the Demon, we should give a shout out to in our Twitch room tonight, yeah. who really seems to know his Lucha Libre. He's saying that Penta is hurt. Um, okay, so that makes sense then. It might I mean, be a bit more legit. I mean, because it's too two shows in a row where he's like taken out of the match. Like the butcher took him out last week, right? Speaking of injuries, they kind of did an injury angle. I don't know if it was an angle or Iguana was genuinely injured after that first match, but he was in the ring for quite a while after that. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, good, good shout there because yeah, it seemed there's, there's some injury in that er early match as well, but uh, yeah, uh, the, the Lucha Bros win this match. This match was crazy. You'll find this on your, your YouTubes or highlight reels because there was just all these crazy spots that happened. But, uh, I'm interested in seeing where the Lucha Bros go because like now I kind of don't want them to split up. I just want to see more, more character from them. In fact, maybe more of a, maybe revisit the Young Bucks Lucha Bros story in AEW. In fact, because now that the Young Bucks, are maybe chance, you could do one more yeah. tag run before that. Yeah. Um, after the match, some bull came out. Uh, Taurus. Uh, so the bull came out. Tejano. Yeah. So uh, the bull came out. It's Pumba. Uh, no Timon. He comes out to try to fuck up some people, but it's some other guy who comes in the ring, and we kind of know him as uh, is it El Vikingo? I'm gonna just call him the Viking. El Vikingo. He is crazy. I think he got most of the shout outs through this night because he comes in wearing skinny black jeans and he's doing he's Frankensteiners, a, Spike Poison Ranas. In, he's in a turtleneck, like all the moves what? he's doing in his street gear. This, like, what was it? This springboard, like, corkscrew Rana, whatever it was he hit. You'll, you'll find the gif online. Um, it yeah. was insane. 
Uh, I watched to, to not, I don't want to say to prep for this, but this past week I was like, huh, I want to watch some, some, some triple A to kind of get in the mood. And I watched El Gil del Vikingo, which is this guy against Laredo kid from like 2009. And it, it blew me away. I highly recommend checking that out. But this guy is crazy wearing a turtleneck and chain. He's doing all these crazy spots. He kind of stole the spotlight off. Why was this guy not booked? Yeah. Why wasn't he in the match? This guy was, yeah. uh, the star for me. Look, Outside of the guys I knew, this guy <laughs> stole the show. He should have had a match. The fact that a guy comes out dressed in a, like, bull helmet head thing, and we don't even talk about him, but yeah. we're talking about the guy, Vel- Vikingo, who's hitting all these crazy spots. Just insane. Uh, but we, that's not the last we'll talk about him, either, on this show. We go to our next match, which is the, sorry, Copa Triple Mania Femenil match. Which uh, I guess means the women's match that is booked here tonight. Yeah, it's a tradition uh, for a, a cup. And this is kind of Royal Rumble style. Every minute a new uh, woman comes out. And um, you can eliminate by either throwing your opponent over the top rope. Or pinfall if and when the ref decides to count it. Yeah, this was this got a little overbooked because there's a bunch of women in this match uh i'm gonna name them here lady shawnee which is lady glacier according to our twitch chat uh fabi apache chic tormenta la hydra lady hades versus lady mardivila which is wonder woman essentially uh so there's like you said there's a clock that every minute another person gets added to this match the rules were it's an over the top rope, but it really wasn't at the end. It got a little convoluted. Uh, there's some German suplexes, Lady Glacier's running shit, Hades, who is some sort of cat lady, comes in. We have Big Mommy, I didn't mention, who is Big Mommy. I think oh, Big yeah. Mommy got the big, uh, I don't know, big pop out of the chat tonight, who comes in wrecking shit. Mommy goes for the like, Drop down bridge. Matrix. She does. So one of the uh, one of the other performers did the Matrix escape yeah. when they came out before her, like the the bridging Matrix escape. So Big Mummy, who lives up to the name, she's a she's a big mummy. She's a big mummy. She does the Matrix escape as well, but as she's bridging, she stays there and then kind of just lies down. Uh, Exotico comes into this match. There's a kiss, which isn't cool in 2020. Uh, uh, this. Pimpinella Escalata. Yeah, yeah, so there's then the ref who decides, I'm just going to help the bad guys in this match. And starts to not count things, not really do things. Uh, Lady Shani does like these pin attempts and there's dragon screws. Uh, there's a human centipede type spot where everyone's just doing submissions on everyone else. Uh, we called to her Forest Lady. Because she had like a bunch of like trees, like poison ivy type stuff, and uh, she was pretty great. Uh, was it Lady uh, La? Hedra? That was La Hiedra. Yeah, she was pretty great. She had some cool stuff in there. Uh, but the Wonder Woman comes in. Uh, this got a little too hectic for my liking. There was some tequila sunrises, and then what happens is another tequila sunrise, and Lady Glacier, or as I, well, sorry, I call her that, but Lady Shani, who is in all blue, kind of. Sub-Zero type outfit wins the whole damn thing and wins this match, wins the cup, but uh, not without controversy because there's more beatdowns, the Poison Ivy type lady attacks. The uh, 
the cat lady runs out again <laughs> and climbs to the top rope and just falls off of it. It's Catwoman. Um, lady, and then Lady Flammer makes her debut, um, and kind of aligns herself with a couple of the women, uh, comes in for the save and they stood tall at the end. Um, this is one of the things where maybe it, it helps a lot, uh, if kind of you've got some English commentary or something because this was a fucking mess. It was a clusterfuck. I, I, I was into it at the beginning. Um, Me too. It's so colourful. Um, you've obviously in, in Mexico, the uh, like exoticos are a big part of um, like Lucha Libre as well. So it's kind of cool seeing them out there. Everyone's costumes look fantastic. So colourful. Bright. Um, just, yeah, it, it looks great. Huge personalities. Like... Um, Pimpinella Escalata I've seen on, I think, Lucha Underground and a bunch of indie shows and stuff. Like, huge, like, legend now at this point in Lucha Libre. Big Mami, I thought, was fantastic, was very funny. Um, but then it just... I didn't get what was going on with the referee, because I, I wasn't sure. We've seen Battle Royals where the final two then can win by pinfall or submission. But then when it was three left, they were going for pinfalls, which the ref would count. But earlier in the match... He's not counting pins and then the refs getting involved at some points. It was far too long as well. Um, a lot of the the kind of chat room checked out during this one. Yeah. Which yeah. is a shame because I thought the first half of it was actually pretty entertaining, but just became a complete fucking clusterfuck by this, the end. Yeah, this, this like it had its weird rules with the time and people being entered and then just got really weird. There was a whole botch fest going on. Everyone a lot of botches. So many head scissors that just don't they're not scissors nor to the head. Like just just if you can't the, do it, don't yeah, do it, you know? Just a little just a little out there. But I will say they definitely had my attention for the early parts of it because the wrestling was there, but it, it's when it got like crazy overbooked that it definitely lost its steam and then yeah, but uh Lady Shawnee winning this match with her her cup, the the snow cup, if you will. We go to our next match. It's uh a, I, I would say a legends match. Um it's a trios match, which is Los Psycho Circus, which are you ready for this? Yes. Los Psycho Circus consists of Psycho Clown, Monster Clown, and Murder Clown. Uh yeah. Murder clown's got to be the best, right? Well, he murders people. Yeah. Whether you're a psycho or a monster, like, cool, psycho, good movie. But murder clown definitely murder sounds clown. the scariest. Uh, Los Psycho Circus are going up against Blue Demon Jr. and La Familia Real, L.A. Park, and El Hijo del L.A. Park. Yeah. This the, is why the I'm... son of L.A. Park. I'm really confused with the La Park, uh, L.A. Park, but they're here in this match... Um, now, this is definitely where we thought the last match was kind of getting a little out of hand. Right away, from the, from the get-go, this match is out of hand. Uh, three guys on each side. There's suplexes, there's spine busters, of course there's head scissors. Uh, there's this really terrible spot where all three clowns get on top of each other like a clown car, I guess, and do a, a clown combo splash. It's the insane clown posse, if you will. Yeah, it's meant to be a... Like a big splash with three of them stacked on top of each other, but just looked horrible. Don't know what was happening there. Uh, at one point, the referee is distracted, and a hammer 
is brought into play like a hammer, like what proper you, hammer. Yeah, like a hammer. You yeah. see, uh, Triple H has the sledgehammer. Yeah, Rhea Ripley has the mallet, <laughs> and these guys. This is just a legit murder hammer. A murder hammer with the murder clown. Uh, there's a code red at one point. Uh, we all shouted at the TV. Please don't do a Spanish fly. But you know what they did? A Spanish fly. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much what put this match to bed. Uh, I know some history, especially of Blue Demon, but I can't say I know too much about Blue Demon Jr., but this match definitely went off the rails, I think, for everyone. So, uh, there was something, uh, someone in the YouTube room, sorry, Twitch room, excuse me, yeah. um, told us that there's a bit of this story going on with the Parks and Blue Demon Jr., where they, they're tagging with him, but don't trust him, and L.A. Parks said, like, if you touch my son or do anything... With him, I'm, I don't care if you're my partner, I'm going to beat you up. So they kind of left it till the end of the match, but once the match was over, LA Park and Elio Del LA Park start fighting with Blue Demon Jr. Um, this, the end of the last match was long and kind of took me out of it, and this didn't do a good job of bringing me back into the show. I thought this was uh, very sloppy. Um, I, I enjoy LA Park for his, vignettes on mlw i oh love my god i love seeing him cooking sausages and oh, eggs fantastic. Um, so funny so entertaining um his son was probably the the highlight of the match he he can move and was doing some cool stuff i thought um i know psycho clown i believe is is meant to be a pretty big deal over there but i can't say i really saw anything from any of the clowns um <laughs> fucking clowns this this wasn't great uh, this, but uh, again, it's the the characters. I can see people being really into these, like just the visual of all of this. And LA Park's a legend. Yeah, so look, all of these still guys. Kind of fun, yeah, right? they're doing the whole family thing, and I get it. Like I, I've watched a lot of Blue Demon. I've, I've seen all the parks, and I've seen some of these clown guys do their thing. But this definitely was just. It didn't, yeah, it didn't really mesh too well. I can't say this was a standout no. of the show. Uh, you know what was a standout of the show? Mexican downstate because they came out. This band came out. Sorry, I don't have them down. I went for a smoke and came back and some band was playing. They sounded better than downstate. They did. They I, legit did. I couldn't think you're insulting them with that one. <laughs> I thought they were all right. Uh, they sounded pretty good. They sounded like a, I don't know, like an audio slave or something, but, uh, sounded good. Uh, we go to what some would say would be the real main event of the evening. And that is Marvel Universe meets Pro Wrestling, Marvel Comics, Marvel MCU, whatever you want to call it, coming to AAA in an official crossover event, which we see Captain America teaming with Spider-Man to take on Venom and Thanos. Yes. I, I can't make this up. So this, yeah, Arachno, which would be Spider-Man, and Leandra Americana, which would be... Latin Captain America, um, versus Terra Pupura, which would be Thanos, and Venenoide. Uh, I, I'm butchering these names, I am sorry, but obviously that would be Venom. Okay, so let's just say, for the record here, because the internet is a fantastic thing, Arachno, who's supposed to be Spider-Man, played by Leo Rush. Oh, okay. Who's in a full... Miles Morales gear here. Mm. Uh, now I know what you're thinking. Leo Rush was in the Super J Cup. Apparently that was taped. 
Apparently, they they got one on us. A lot of typing. Uh, Captain Americana, played by Daga. Okay. So, Leo Russian Daga versus Terra Purpura, who is supposed to be Thanos, played by Brian Cage. Uh, this wasn't Cage. Apparently, it's I, him. I disagree. I disagree with a lot of these. And then, also, Venom, Venoinide. The, the body type Taurus. is completely different from Cage. I, I don't know. He hit no, that drill he clock. didn't have those traps. Like, that was not Cage. I don't know. I, I, go, I, I go by Wikipedia. And Wikipedia always is the truth. Hmm. <laughs> I think someone might have just seen that drill claw and got excited. Or as um, I call the drill white claw. <laughs> I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but look, very different body types. To yeah, me. I didn't think it was Cage. He hit the drill claw and everyone says, oh, obviously that's Cage. But I didn't think it was until uh, some reports came out. I always trust uh, at Lucha Blog, who did a nice report for Post Wrestling Tonight. I always trust what they say. And they did report it was these people. All right. I, Maybe I'm wrong. I'm saying this, we don't know for sure, but he did do a drill cloth, so, uh, you know. Uh, Spider-Man is here, and he's going up against Thanos, who came out with a title belt. Uh, I'll reference Thanos a little later when talking about It Kenny was the, Omega. the Infinity Belt, yeah, instead of a Gauntlet. Infinity yeah. Belt. Uh, Spider-Man and Captain America versus Thanos and Venom. Arachno's doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, Spidey's hitting... So I'm calling him Spider-Man. Fuck it. I'm calling them by it, their It'll hero. be easier just calling yeah. them by their hero. Spider-Man yeah. hits a crazy Huracan Rana. Thanos is in hitting power slams like Davy Boy Smith on Spidey for a two count. Captain America comes in. Still weird. Comes in with a tornado DDT on Thanos. Spider-Man hits a springboard Cena stunner. Now I'm definitely realizing that this is Leo Rush. Captain America comes in with a De Death Valley driver. There's belly to bellies. There's... The referee is distracted and Thanos hits a low blow. You know of all villains, Thanos would be the one to hit the low blow. Spider-Man, of course, Spider-Man in a match would hit a Spanish fly here for a two count. Thanos does the Fabian Eichner spot where he catches a guy in midair for a suplex, which is awesome. And that's when he hits the drill claw and puts it to bed. Captain Marvel comes out afterwards, but it's the villains who get the win. Thanos and Venom... Reign supreme over Spidey and Cap. Oh I am inevitable. Oh God, I'm I'm shooketh. What's going on in the MCU here? Wow. Okay, I I thought this was a good match, but it sucked. That that might not make sense, but this is meant to be that they've got permission from Marvel. Like this yeah. is a partnership with Marvel. Yes. Why does it look like they're trying to escape copyright laws? By hinting at it, like these costumes were terrible. <laughs> they were really bad. Like the guy playing Venom, like Finn Balor's demon is Venom, right? What we know, he used to on the indies be Venom or Carnage. This was yeah, or Carnage. Yeah. This was just a dude painted a white spider on his chest. Um, I, I thought the costumes looked terrible and super cheap. I have personally a Spider-Man costume that looks way better than this. And it wasn't too expensive. Um, I like the... Mi like, look, obviously, apparently it's Leo Rush, but the Miles Morales outfit, he had the right Spider-Man pants and the trunks, but or the, the tights, but the, the gear was upstairs. He's up wearing a hoodie. Yeah, it was the hoodie style. This is like... Bonesaw. This is a kid for Christmas. Like, Mom, I want a Spider-Man costume, yeah. and you can't quite afford it, so you get a Spider-Man, like, hoodie from H&M. I'm just, you why know? didn't we get the webbing or anything? Uh, this, exactly, there was nothing, uh, this sounds so much fun. If you're a wrestler and you get to work a 
a, a Marvel style superhero match, why aren't you doing like poses and spots that would be Spider Man similar to Spider Man or or Thanos. or Thanos or Captain America? Like, why can't you do a thing with a a shield? Like, you're having weapons in every single match. Why can't you then get a trash can lid and do a a comedy shield spot? The I was expecting more flippy shit as well. <laughs> we had oh no, no, Spider Man did a Spanish fly of all moves. Spider Man. Okay, would be how many yet. Spanish flies did we see tonight, though? You know, like the the opening match was way more crazy than yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. The tr- uh, the tag titles match had way more crazy spots. I was just, I'm hearing, I'm seeing on paper, Marvel Lucha Libre. I'm just expecting people in full spandex superhero costumes leaping and flipping around Me the too. place and that would have been fun instead we got like brian cage dresses we, we got a good like three star 2.75 like like middle of the road tag match look it had some crazy stuff but yeah it did it it's something it- was it no, was anything in this stuff. match crazier than the Bucks versus TH2 on the, Wednesday? Yeah, true, yeah. No. It, like, it had the cool factor that it was, like, the Marvel name, but no. The but match it wasn't the- cool because they looked shit. <laughs> I didn't like their... I didn't dislike their outfits as much. I think I liked Spider-Man's look. It had the the Peter Parker versus Bonesaw vibe I was going for, but... but that they were going for, but I, I, I do agree. Out of all the things... Like... You would imagine that, like, a guy like Finn Balor, Prince David, who's dressed up as Venom, has dressed up as so many of these characters, he wouldn't go to Vince and be like, yo, like, let's get this partnership. But Marvel's in- instead doing the partnership here. Like, this is an official partnership. Yeah. Think of all the things we've seen in wrestling, like Johnny Gargano coming out in Wolverine gear, any wrestler coming out, Brian Cage in his Weapon X gear. Like, we've seen so many wrestlers come out in wrestling gear. And you you didn't really see it up to par here. Maybe I'm just mad Spider-Man didn't have web, and maybe I'm just mad Captain America didn't have a shield, which also is a super negative. I, there were so many just <laughs> tiny little things that could have made this so much more fun. This was it. This was Infinity War. This was your crossover, wrestling and, and Marvel. And yeah. it was just some wrestlers dressed up. And I guess we fell for it. I, I guess. Like, realistically, we fell for this... What this, Like... It's it's Kodabushi in the mask, right? The tiger mask or whatever he, he wore, right? Like, yeah. it's it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we we said you were going to see some superheroes versus villains, and well, if you've seen Infinity, was it Infinity War Part Two? Thanos wins. No, Part One. Sorry, Part One. Yeah. Part Two is in is War Game. Is End Game? Yeah. yeah, got you. So, yeah, uh, Thanos wins here, uh, collecting his stones on his belt. But yeah, Captain Marvel shows up. At the end. Here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and says, this is just the beginning, which leads me to think we're getting more. We're getting of more of this. <laughs> more of we're this. getting more of this. Lady Shawnee comes out. She somehow gets her, her, her trophy. Uh, yeah. Uh, this was, this was really weird. <laughs> Marvel and Lucha Libre. Let's go to the match that maybe this is everybody's true main event. The match that I would say attracted the most eyes tonight. Which is Kenny Omega taking on Laredo Kid in a match for the AAA Mega Championship. I don't know what a Mega Championship is, but it sounds mega. And who to be better than Kenny Omega to be their champion? Kenny Omega defending against Laredo Kid here. Uh, I mentioned off the top, Laredo Kid, we've seen in some AEW 
with Kenny at cross promotion in the past. I think it was Fighter Fest with yes. the Bucks in the Lucha Bros there. Uh, Laredo comes out looking fresh with his nice entrance here, but out comes the cleaner, or as I'm calling, the collector who comes out with his AAA mega championship. Uh, Kenny on the attack early on gets a back suplex to the guardrail, which looks crazy. Uh, Laredo gets a springboard cutter. There's a DVD on the apron. They fight around the ring. They go over to the set, which has like a car and a bunch of tires. Like tr- big tractor tires, weren't they? Uh, and then I don't know why, but it's Michael Nakazawa. Kenny Omega's best friend, who shows up here to to kind of help out Kenny in the heel way, I'd say. Obviously, Kenny's oh, yeah, a yeah. heel now. And out comes uh, Vikingo, again, for the save here for Laredo. And there's some sort of spot where both Laredo and Vikingo, off the top of these tractor tires, do this crazy double crossbody to both guys, just looking crazy. Uh, while Nakazawa's taken out... And Kenny's taken out. Laredo gets Kenny on the outside and hits this crazy acai moonsault tuck in midair spot. Just beautiful moonsault from Laredo Kid. But back in the ring, Kenny gains the advantage again. Snapdragons, snapdragons. There's an insane poison rana from Kid and then another 450 splash. There's V triggers. There's a Tyler, t- sorry, Tyler driver, Tiger <laughs> driver, 98, more Spanish flies, feet are on the ropes. There's a 630 plancha. There's the one winged angel, which is countered into this crazy, like, quesadora knee bar type hold from Laredo, which is a whole spot in itself of Kenny trying to grab the ropes here, which is great. Um, there's then like a prism trap hold, but again, Kenny gets out of it. And then they're fighting in the corner. And it all comes down to Kenny off the, I would say, second, third rope here. Hits the one-winged angel, but it's like jumping off the top rope inverted-wise. Like the, the rope is, the ropes are you're, so dangerous. You're staring, awesome. yeah, you're staring at the ropes while you do it. Hits the one-winged angel off the top there, nailing Laredo Kid, pinning him. Kenny Omega not only is the AEW champion, he did not come out with the title, but still remains the AAA Mega champion here tonight. Wow. Um, this was match of the night. Uh, this, this was really, really good. Hands down. Um, I, I loved, uh, Kenny's heel work right off the bat, like Laredo Kid offering his hand for a handshake, which Kenny does shake, but then like, like gestures, I will break you and slits his throat, uh, just setting the scene really well. Um, Nakazawa obviously getting involved. I, I imagine maybe just because Callis isn't going to Mexico, I really hope this isn't something we yeah, see yeah. on AEW. Yeah. I was kind of okay with it because it was basically just to set up for that crazy spot off the tractor tires. Um, I hope this partnership, because we know they're friends, and I hope this is something that Tony Khan just goes... No, Kenny. Sorry. Because <laughs> you know Kenny's going to push for it. Um, then just those submission spots from Laredo Kid. The, the transition from the one-winged angel into the, the like, prism trap yeah. looked insane and was so smooth. Laredo Kid is definitely someone to keep your eye on. Um, yeah, thought this was a fantastic match and definitely one to go out of your way to see. Yeah, look, uh, Kenny Omega is doing this whole... Look, we talked about Thanos, but legit... He is the Thanos. Yeah, yeah, Kenny Omega is the collector, the 
the the title collector. He is Thanos with the Infinity Championships, and yeah, he has the AEW Championship. He's he's kept the AAA Championship here. Rich Swan better sleep one eye open because Impact Wrestling's definitely got something coming to them real soon, especially with Kenny showing up on. Uh, Tuesday night on Impact again. And tonight, apparently. Yeah, yeah, so who knows where Kenny's showing up and all these things. So uh there's definitely that route where, uh, I said it, I, I know we do a Patreon show, Up Nextra, I said, the end game is Kenny Omega, Kota Bushi. Kenny Omega's going to walk into a Tokyo Dome show with all these titles as a cape, a cape of titles as he challenges the one man he does he never wanted to fight again in Kota Ibushi with the IWGP world title and that's a match well, that they need to book not just the IWGP world title but it's the double championship oh, so add even yeah, more not even just one more stakes. but two inevitable is Kenny Omega this was the match of the night definitely uh, Laredo Kid is fantastic uh, Vikingo showing his face in this match again he is definitely someone to yeah I, to I, I definitely need to have a look at this guy because he was he pretty much stole the show for me. I think so. With some of his spots. Just in his street gear as well. Um, After the although match. He, he got into gear for this match for some reason. Okay, I'm not crazy. He put on gear and then did the... Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega, since uh, we have started recording this show, Kenny Omega has put out a little video that Triple Mania, uh, Triple A has posted saying that he wants to fight Vikingo. So, uh, so that's probably your next title match. That's... That's your next I one. will tune into that because yeah. I think that sounds crazy. Sorry, but that sounds crazy for anyone who's just maybe checking this out to listen to hear what we thought. But that sounds nuts just from watching tonight. Like they Absolutely. did a good, they did a good job of ma- basically selling me on that match because this was a lot of fun. But yeah, Kenny is Kenny's Thanos to me, and I want my End Game one day. But yeah, uh, tune into all. You this. want your Infinity War? Infinity War. I want Kenny, oh, but then I want. I don't know. I kind of want Cody needs to beat him. A- End Game is Hangman taking it off of him. Yeah, uh, they got to do the whole Coda thing, and then the Hangman. I am inevitable, and yeah. I am drunk. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, we go to uh, well, they promoted Triple Mania with these like hip hop things in the video in, in the ring with like a DJ. And they did one here for the main event, but I, I don't know. Someone in the chat asked a question, which I'm going to ask you. When the last time you saw a DJ wearing a Christmas sweater? Probably last <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I haven't seen many DJs recently, to be honest. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, let's go into our main event, which is Pagano versus Chessman, or yes. as we call... Chessman. Chessman. Uh, is it snowman or snowman? Snowman. According to my dad. It's very strange. <laughs> Chessman. Very Chessman. strange. Chessman. See, I called him Chessman. Chess. Fuck. Chessman. But then commentary was like, something, something, Chessman. And I'm like, well, guys, I don't know what to call him now. Jeez. Uh, or as some people would say from the poster of this card, uh, Wolfpack Sting versus Clown Guy. Yeah. That's well, people were saying Wolfpack Sting versus Vampiro. <laughs> oh, okay. Got you. All right. So Pagano... Who is taking on Chessman. So these are two guys I did see in that MLW crossover. Okay. And I can't say I was too excited <laughs> for the match from what I saw. And what I got was kind of what I expected, which was going to be just something pretty violent. Yeah, I guess. Uh, these aren't your Ray Phoenixes <laughs> of your promotion. So these two have a feud going on here in AAA. And now it's a Lucha de... 
Apasatas match? Sorry, I'm sorry, but a hair versus hair match. The loser of this match must shave their head after this match takes and place. And we're watching it going, it looks like a favor to, yeah, to shave I, either up. Of these Both people. these guys should shave their head. As a guy honest. who shaves his head, I think either, either of these guys could could go for a nice head shaving, in my opinion. But, uh, yes, Pagano, chess man, one-on-one, main event, triple mania. There's German suplexes. There's some topes. Uh, we, I didn't really mention the fact, the use of cookie sheets earlier in the show. Oh, all night. But all night there was cookie sheets and it wouldn't be a main event without them. There's this. It kind of felt whenever someone didn't know what to do, they just picked up a cookie sheet and smacked it over the other guy's head. I'm not saying a cookie sheet wouldn't hurt, but I'm not saying a cookie sheet over all these other weapons, like. They were, they were headshots though, which you don't see really at all anymore. So. You know what I will say? Cookie, cookie sheet headshots more effective than fucking Ty Dillinger's stupid loaded glove. That's what I'll say. Cookie sheets all around. There's a spot. I know we criticize pro wrestlers when they do the tope suicida. Which is just the push. I call it the WWE tope suicida. Yeah, the safe one. Anyone who just does this tope but pushes a guy, it looks weak. Well, here they do it, but it makes sense because he shoves the other guy into a ladder that's like set up randomly ringside, which has no meaning to a hair versus hair match. But of course, they're using ladders. They do say it's no DQ and fools count <laughs> of anyway. Of course though, yeah. it is. Chessman hits a Rana. There's a cross body. Um, there's Lady Shani who shows up and she starts to like fan down uh Pagana here. She's like on her on his side, ringside for him. Uh there's a ladder now set up in the ring. There's belly to bellies. There's all sorts of flying cookie sheet spots, ladder spots. Uh we've watched wrestling for a long time. We can tell when a guy takes a bump and then starts to blade. We oh, see yeah. that Three times in a row here. <laughs> so Pagano get, goes flying into this like ladder, which he misses a con hero here. And then he clearly blades. Chessman is obviously playing checkers as he dives and misses doing the Shotzi Blackheart spot into a series oh, yeah. of chairs. And then his buddy covers him to obviously allow him to blade. He's blading. There's blade. There's air raid crashes. There's uh the shield comes out. At one point, uh, the AAA shield, the Mexican shield, they come out, uh, and they slap Lady Shawnee here, which you don't see too much. They then do the shield May Young powerbomb Dudley spot on her, which is crazy. You don't see that too much in WWE these days. Uh, then we have Octagon Jr. coming out. There's, it's kind of getting to chaos. There's table spots. Everyone's bleeding. Uh, they climb, they, they have a table set up ringside and they're both on the top turnbuckle. And it looks like Chessman's trying to do a Hurricane Rana or Spanish Fly or something, but they just fall off yeah, the top. Yeah, I don't know what was going on here. It looked, as you said, maybe Chessman was going for a Rana and maybe Pagano was meant to counter it into a powerbomb. I don't know. But instead, they just both fell off. They just the table. fall. They They're just like, ah, fall. fuck it, we're not going to hit anything. Let's just go through the table anyway. Let's just jump off the top rope through a table, which they do. Only a two count here. Pagano's got a ladder up top. Uh, there's some crazy shit going on. Uh, I don't know what's happening in this match. Uh, stop the damn match. There's a Michinoku driver. There's uh, a, a spot with... Where the, the, he gets a guitar and he goes to swing it at him, but instead he swings it at the commentary desk, which is Hugo. 
He swings it, nails Hugo. Sorry, is it Sava Vivovich? Hits him with the guitar. Hugo, the third guy in this match, to Blade. Why? Why are you blading? Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe Hugo has is chatting shit on commentary. Maybe this has been an ongoing story. I don't know. We are just tuning in. We don't speak Spanish, so I don't know. Seemed very random. So unnecessary. Why am I watching Hugo Savinovich blade? Yeah, poor Hugo here. Why? Uh, we all joked watching this live that he was going to do that. And then, of course, you see him tucked down and putting his arm up to his head. And then it cuts to him and he's bleeding. Of course he is. He bladed. Uh, Pagano, now they're fighting. Like we mentioned, there's this, this like truck, this like truck that's hanging out in the set off to the side. But there's also this part of the set that like somehow Pagano and Chessman are on the top of it. And, and there's just a table set up on the back of the truck. Of course. Why wouldn't there be air mattresses and tables set up in the back of this pickup truck? Pagano hits an air raid crash and covers Chessman to get the pin. Therefore, Pagano beats Chessman. Chessman needs to shave his head. Wow. Uh, look, these... <laughs> I didn't drink enough for this match. It's hard to, like, shit on something when these guys are, like, really hurting themselves out there, you know? And I don't know how maybe both these characters are so huge in Mexico. People have different tastes, right? This this wasn't my taste at all. Um, It kind of didn't go deathmatch crazy enough to get that weird feeling you get from watching a deathmatch. No fire. You know, like the fire, the, the, not glow sticks, <laughs> what they call, lighting tubes, yeah. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't go that far into deathmatch territory that makes you just feel like uncomfortable, but like, like you can't take your eyes away. But then there was just stupid, unnecessary violence. It was sloppy. Very, very sloppy. Um, I can't say I, Really enjoyed this at all. Um, the show definitely peaked with the Laredo Kid Kenny match. Um, th- this wasn't for me. I thought this was pretty bad. Yeah, this was this was interesting. I get the the story, the grudge match, hair versus hair. That's lucha tradition, lucha history. But yeah, this match was full of your soon to be on botchamania type stuff. But that's I guess part of the. The draw, like, you know, like, you're going to be seeing this stuff, watching this kind of show. Uh, I, I, I can't even tell you that this is match, worst match of the year. Because it's not. It's not. It's definitely not. Oh, no. But, yeah. But uh, the fact that Hugo bladed, like... Why? Dude, like, dude, that was just so unnecessary. Why? I think we, we both knew both these guys were going to believe. Yeah, of course. During this. You, you look mess. at them. You know they're just nuts. But yeah. why is Hugo Savinovich blading? If 2020 was a match, this would be it. Yes. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> that was your main event. Now he's got to get his hair cut. Now I'm seeing here from... Oh, you've got it up to... Yeah, yeah I see here. Uh, John Pollock, obviously, post-wrestling, t- retweeted something from uh, Rob Viper, at Rob Viper, who says, Chessman's entire career has been based on trying to impress his father, who is very unhappy he quit soccer to become a wrestler... And his dad was there for his biggest match ever and cut the few first strands of his hair from this hair versus hair match. Wow. So it looked like as if his his wife was there too, cutting his hair. Yeah, they were all crying and sobbing. But this guy, 
I don't know if you've ever tried to cut your hair when it's like wet and wet. bloody. It's Ew. tough, but this Dude. would be like matted blood and Ew. everything. They're really struggling cutting blood this clot. hair. Yeah. Um, obviously a, a big moment for Chessman and his career. And that's, uh, that's kind of nice to know. <laughs> like his dad's there and I guess yeah. cutting his hair, it's almost like a sign of approval and stuff. Still, this wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting. And I know that Chessman, Chessman, Pagano, they got the history over down there in Mexico. But yeah, out of all the matches tonight, I wouldn't say that main event was definitely the one for me. Out of all the matches I watched tonight, I really enjoyed, uh, I, I hate to say, but the, the two matches that I was looking forward to the most was because I knew some of the people in it. And that was Kenny versus Laredo Kid and then the Lucha Bros taking on uh, Octagon Jr. and Mistezes versus Los Mercenarios, which I'm still going to butcher their names. I I'm think sorry. if you were to take the opening six-man tag match, the tag title match, the first half of the women's match, yeah, and Kenny versus Laredo Kid, it would have been a pretty solid show. Yeah. Um, but there was quite a bit of rubbish in there as well. But I can't say I didn't have an enjoyable evening. I think um, doing the watch-along as well, uh, a lot of people were in there tonight. I was actually really surprised the turnout for something that I wouldn't say we've heavily promoted no. during this watch along. And it was a free really show. Didn't know what the interest would be in Triple Mania, but uh, that was um, really fun chatting with everyone in the in the Twitch chat tonight, um, and made this maybe a bit more enjoyable than it had I've watched it on my own. I know during pandemic times with we have wrestling and there's no crowds and it's weird watching the stuff. Obviously here we, we podcast and we review wrestling and stuff and we're super big nerds, but doing watch alongs and shows where we get to interact with a bunch of people. Like we had a lot of people on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash up next podcast. Uh, cause everyone in there made it way more fun than we, we would. If me and you just said, because realistically that's what it would have been if we weren't doing this it would have been me saying, Hey David, do you want to? Smoke one and watch Lucha Libre Triple Mania tonight, and it would have been nowhere near as fun as hanging out watching people from all over the world uh, with the the stuff, whether it be their their Facebook or YouTube chat that they did. But mostly, I'm talking about our Twitch watch along. So yeah, uh, guys who join us for any of the watch alongs, TLC watch along coming next week, yeah, uh, as well as our. NXT, up next, every Wednesday, the post show. Yeah, let's very quickly run down everything we've got going on. Uh, if you sign up to our Patreon, we just released yesterday, best match ever, Starcade. We talk about a whole load of different matches from the history of the Starcade uh, pay-per-view. Uh, tomorrow, we've got coming out, also on the Patreon, an episode of Up Yours, where we'll be joined by Kevin Hudson from the Geek-Centric podcast and YouTube channel to talk about Scott Pilgrim, Versus the world if from you're, 2010. Yeah, if you're a world champ, if you're crazy enough to be a world champ patron, you get to join us for an episode of Up Yours, and you get to pick something. We've watched, we've had so many crazy things. We had Spider-Man 3, Catwoman, uh, Freddy got, got fingered, and now Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which is just filmed right around the corner from us, which is crazy. Uh, so we do those as well, but we thought we'd give this free show out for you guys, but if you do want to hear from more from us, all the stuff, we just did a... Dis 
December to Dismember ECW, WWE, CW review as well. That's up there. I mentioned the Catwoman review. We have a best match ever, Samoa Joe, ROH. We go heavy into some of these crazy things on there. We haven't really touched Lucha. That's why we decided to do this. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also coming out this week for free on Tuesday on this very feed, I'll be joined by Andrew Thompson to talk about this week's Impact Wrestling, where we'll be talking about Kenny Omega. The Collector! Once again, obviously Wednesday night is the main show. Up next, sorry guys for being so negative last <laughs> week. Sorry for having opinions, guys. Um, hopefully next <sighs> week will cheer us up a bit more. We'll be talking about NXT, and you can also watch that on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash up next and then yes another watch along next sunday night for tlc yes tlc sunday night wwe but join us for our nxt post shows and of course on the patreon every thursday up nextra where we talk about aew dynamite we'll be definitely talking about kenny not only showing up on impact again not only showing up tonight on triple a triple mania but all the stuff that he has to say maybe he'll show up in a helicopter again who knows but for all the updates all the stuff at up next podcast twitter and instagram is where you can find all that stuff because you may not know we podcast a lot and we we have a lot of shows and for only five bucks a month north american tier gets you access to a lot of shows that we do and we love doing so thank you for listening and supporting us here whether you joined us in the twitch tonight or not we hope you had a fun triple mania i myself brayden harrington you can find me on twitter and instagram i am at the bray d and i am at davy portman and we'll be talking to you late wednesday night early thursday morning with up next thank you for listening take care goodbye be safe and viva la lucha ahoy Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard to recycle plastics can be so much more participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today you're a holiday powerhouse you host the dinners shovel neighbors sidewalks and make everything from scratch you definitely don't need help making the holidays happen but duncan's holiday blend coffee a warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you A little help never hurt, especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.